Welcome to Kaiseki Anime, where we air new episodes every other Monday. Kaiseki covers currently airing anime, older series seen recently, and other relevant topics for the season. I'm your host, Marina, of the blog Anime BNB, and with me is my co-host, Draggle, of the cleverly titled Draggle's Anime Blog. This week, we discuss Mushoku Tensei, Javel's Reincarnation, with our special guest, Yotan. So welcome back, Yotan. It's great to have you again. Thanks, Draggle. It's my pleasure to be here. For a wonderful anime, Ushoku Tensei, a very uh, pure and wholesome show about a boy reincarnated into another world who uh, worships a little girl's underwear and uh, <laughs> does other really creepy stuff. And gets into all sorts of sexual miscapades along the way. Even from his birth, right? <laughs> Even from birth, as a baby, he was uh, drinking, grabbing his mother's breasts in a very perverted way. It really is crazy <laughs> that the introduction that we get to the new world is him staring lovingly up at his mother while her nipples protrude from her shirt. It really sets the tone for Mushoku Tensei. Yes. Yeah, it definitely had a memorable first episode and those scenes that, you're right, does sort of set the tone, but I would argue that... That's not the whole tone of the show? I'm shocked. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts on the show, Marina, because it's definitely, I think it's definitely a, a different kind of show than what we what we usually seem to discuss. Yeah, I'm, right. I've, I don't think anyone's surprised that Yotan and I like it, but I think you're That I watch shocking. it is a surprise? Like is a very <laughs> strong word for me. So for example, like, I remember when we did the HX Eros podcast, you didn't really seem to uh, like that too much. So what, what do you really like about Mushoku Tensei? I guess what were your initial impressions? My initial impressions of the show were that, okay, here's an isekai. We're used to seeing an isekai. Maybe it's another dime on the dozen, but I'll give this one a try. Okay, he's a perverted man <laughs> <laughs> who has died a very um, sad death and has been reborn. He's a scumbag. Yes. Mm-hmm. But then, hey, like this is a guy who realized this is his second chance at life. Right. And this is his opportunity to redo everything that he fucked up in his previous life. And that doesn't mean that just because he gets the second chance that it's going to change who he is or who he was or the lessons that he learned in his first life and the trauma that he had in his first life. He still has all of that. Right. So the transition isn't going to be as immediate as maybe other isekai are. And I kind of like that this is not like the perfect protagonist. We're so used to getting like isekai where the guy automatically becomes like this good guy, right? This nice guy who is trying to save the world. Or it's just like a bland character that has no personality. Rudius has a personality. (laughs) He is a scumbag. But I also think underneath that, he can be a good person who became who he was due to circumstances. And his journey is going to be a slow one. And he's still going to do horrible things up until adulthood, probably. Yeah. Until adulthood. He is an adult. Well, I mean, yeah, but we're talking about like he was reborn as a baby. So <laughs> those things that he's already adult in his mind, right? And people are shaped so much when they're growing up. So you're right. Like, I don't know how much he's going to actually change since he's already an adult. I think that he, when you say he's a scumbag, like he has a lot of sexual perversions. 
But in, in other ways, he's already kind of a good person. Yeah, yeah. But the decisions he makes, you can't argue that they're good. Wanting to touch someone and then actually touching them while they're passed out that that's nothing but being a scumbag like you don't for you sure, don't reach your sure. hand up their thigh and, and touch their panties <laughs> try to reach in there Referring to the barn scene with Eris, i assume yes and that's not the only instance of him doing this right like taking advantage of young girls like they're not even adult women like young girls that are incapacitated or unable to say yes or no to him like there's no forgiving that for sure it, it seems the show seems to think that this is kind of a playful thing because it's playing the comic music and frames it like it's a right. big joke. <laughs> it's kind of an emblematic of the dichotomy between uh, like how Rudeus seems to view seems to view himself. Like on the one hand, um, so in his prior life, of course, he was like a neat who didn't accomplish anything. He he lived at home because of all the bullying and watched a lot of porn and on his computer to the point that he didn't even go to his father's funeral because he was more busy watching porn. Um, and he seems to view his lack of accomplishments as, you know, a personal failing of his, but he doesn't seem to view the porn or the way he treats people and women around him like that's a flaw. For example, like he steals Roxy's panties and, you know, worships them as like an icon. And the show just seems to think, you know, this is hilarious um, in, in, in a very different way than, say, Rudeus learning magic, which is, you know, an accomplishment is treated with great reverence. Um Similarly, like the bullying, for example, is treated seriously, although it, after being referenced in, I think, episode two, it's not really, it doesn't really come up again. Maybe a little bit with Eris as kind of like a trauma he's working through. Yeah, I did actually like that history, that backstory on his trauma, you know, with the bullying and that whole scene in the first second episode where he's afraid to leave the confines of their property, right? I thought that was a powerful moment and... It did feel like a triumph when he was able to move past that. But you're right in saying that we don't really see that come up again later on. And I would like to revisit more of that. But I also agree with you that like a lot of things are treated as triumphs, but not his treatment, not the way that he views women, right, or other people. And I don't know if that's going to change really until he meets someone who really... <sighs> <laughs> has an impact on him. Someone who like really is going to transform like the way that he puts women on pedestals, the way that he treats them as objects. Yeah. And I don't know if this is that type of show. I, I think my, my standards of human decency have lowered after uh, <laughs> watching so many isekai like Shield Hero. Maybe it has to do with the writers, you know? It's like the writers who are making these stories and making these characters. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I we need a fire. decent human being to write an isekai. Come on. I, I can't find the show to something like Shield Hero. And I'm like, well, at least he's not uh, having the women as his slaves. <laughs> oh, yes. At the very least. So, at least that. Such high standards here that we've developed for isekai. In all seriousness, though, I mean, it definitely is the author because the author came onto Twitter during one of the early episodes, I think around episode three or four, and stated flat out that although Reduce would be growing, he was definitely going to stay the same pervert that we all loved. And I think that... <laughs> that we all loved. <laughs> oh, he, my God. And it, it, I guess it makes more sense when you think of this as like originally being a web novel. So it's published on the website Nero, where a lot of fan fans and amateur works kind of get on there they might get picked up and published um into light novels or anime like this and so a lot of 
the impression I get from people talking online is that a lot of these authors interact with each other. And so you get kind of, you know, a culture around it. Um, you know, people thinking about the same things and the concepts, like trading ideas. And so you end up with like that whole anime, that anime mindset, you know, the the way that the way that that people get treated, what's funny and what's not, certain kinds of comedy just get propagated, and so, you know, kind of like the old Metal Gear Metal Gear line, you know, memes are the DNA of the soul. Well, it gets spread mimetically. Like, there's a reason all these isekai tend to have similar setups, flow in similar ways, have find what they find funny, and the comedy is perpetuated through each of the works. For sure, <clears throat> I've actually read the web novel for this. I'm ashamed to admit. <laughs> I remember you saying that it was something like barely understandable. It was barely written by a human. That sounds about right, yeah. But I, I enjoyed reading it. The I guess the fun part is um kind of like Marino was saying, he 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 does like start as a scumbag and he has a, a little bit of a redemption arc going. Unlike shows with unlike things like Shield Hero, where he um or the main character just like comes into the world and he's already good and he just gets revenge and does bad things. Yeah, but I also like that it's not an immediate improvement, right? Like like we know that he's already an adult. Yep. So a lot of who he is, most of who he is has already been cemented in having grown up once before. Yep. And it's going to take something really powerful to change that. So, Marina, who is the best girl? <laughs> this is the burning question. The funny thing, though, is is that I'm going to probably have to say none, none of them. Honestly, mm. I like his mom because... That's an excellent choice. These are all girls. They're little girls. How can I pick a favorite of girls who haven't even reached puberty? Wait, but Roxy is like 50 44, years old. Yeah. 44. I suppose so. I oh, think she really... is a fun character, although I don't see her in that light. And wait, was it her? Was it Roxy who was like masturbating outside his parents' bedroom, or was it? Yeah, that's that was her. her. Well, they, I think they implied <laughs> they both masturbated because. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that that brings up kind of interesting uh, something that I'll I'll mention after the best girl thing. So you, you, sorry to interrupt, Marina. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think his mom's a pretty cool character, and I like that they hinted a bit on their past adventures when they were younger. That's like a side we don't typically see, uh, that they had more of their history fleshed out than perhaps in other isekai. And I think she's a strong woman. I think it's kind of lame that she's stuck with this dude, but she <laughs> seems to know, she seems to fully understand him, right? She understands who she married. It's not like she was deluded and that they're like, you know, this this fairy tale marriage like she understands what he's like and now she's you know got a family with him and his their, their maid's child right <laughs> that's very stand by your man energy um, basically <laughs> yeah and they they understand one another and have like forgiven each other's misdeeds uh i don't there's definitely no way i could do that i don't think but especially given that she thinks that uh, Paul raped the maid because of what Rudeus told her. Right. Right. Like, I, I don't see how she could have stayed in that, but perhaps it's it's also this world, right? Maybe they don't have this concept of divorce and, like, leaving your husband. I don't know. Wait, he raped the maid? I don't remember that part. No, no, he didn't. He didn't no, no, that's it. what Rudeus yeah. told the father to try to convince the family, the mother, to, like, keep the maid here, to take pity on the maid and her unborn child. 
don't know. Okay. Interesting. Which, given the controversy around Shield Hero and the the false rape allegation there, I think is very interesting. That's two of two on these Isekai Naro fiction that have uh, false rape allegations as a plot point. Right, because as we saw, or at least as we've seen from Rudy's point of view, which could be limited, is that his father and the maid had sexual relations and it was consensual on both sides, right? Like the maid wanted it. She like lured him in by leaving her door open and the, the dad wanted it. He knew what he was doing. Um, but then the story that Rudius tells his mother to ensure that the maid doesn't like get thrown out and like die with the baby or something is one that will garner her pity and like keep them in the house, right? Although I think I would be, I would be very careful in real life about taking someone leaving their open their door open while bathing as an invitation to enter. That is definitely something that is fiction only. No, it's <laughs> it's how they showed it. They they purposefully showed it in the show that she knew what she was doing. That, that that's what they're implying in this story. And that she pushed the door open, like purposefully left it open for plain view, knowing what he is like. That's the implication I get from the story. I'm not saying that that's any open door in real life is an acceptance. No. Well, she didn't know it was like because he raped her before when they were at the sword school. Yeah. Paul Paul is a really bad person. Like, there's been some defenses online of his character, but I think he is, like, unambiguously just a villain. Like, Rudeus says, I admire my father because he's strong, which I think also says a lot about Rudeus. Uh, even though he knows that his father like raped the maid from from Lilia telling her him that when he said that, I really don't think it had anything to do with the sexual escapades. I really think it has simply that he looks up to his father's physical strength that like, he understands that his father is a great warrior. I think that yeah. kind of sets the tone for the entire work though that these that raping someone for example is just not that important compared to being strong that's something that's that it's it's more important to be strong than to be someone who doesn't, you know, assault people. I don't know. I don't want to spoil it, but you guys will like a, a part later where uh, Rudius gets in a big fight with his father. <laughs> over oh, it's like still things. upcoming when they like reunite or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they're separated now from the teleportation incident. Yeah, I don't recall. I, I like vaguely recall, I think, the maid mentioning like... How the the father like came on to her when they were younger, but I don't recall if it was actual like anything happened from it. Um, if you say that that he actually raped her when they were kids, then I'll I'll have to like believe you because I don't remember that. Yeah, it was right after they do right after the Zenith agrees to keep the maid around that the maid tells Rudeus the the back their backstory of her and the father, and basically they were training at the same sword school. He raped her during the night, and this is actually relates to a real life controversy about con- cut content from the light novel. Um, then they said, then he ran away, and later she applied to be his maid. I think it's revealed in the light novel that this was because she was planning on blackmailing him with the with the knowledge that he raped her if she didn't get the job. Yeah, I really Aww. don't like the way that these these works like deal with the topic of rape. Not great. It's not great. Sounds like it might have been a good choice to cut that part. <laughs> <laughs> right, but then to bring it back into the show like they did with like the like having the maid once again have this this sort of situation, right? And for it to like and result in like a baby and for Rudius to now have a little sister by the maid. Why did they have to go there? Well, obviously, the little sister will join his harem later. Oh, oh my, my god. <laughs> the, the, well, the daughter is no. 
the little sister is like supposed to be sworn to Rudace's service. Like the maid says, she's going to make the kid do that. So very crazy. The treatment of Great. Lily is really weird. Yeah, there there will be lots of like uh, cross dressing and stuff too. So look <laughs> yeah. forward to it. It's, yeah, it's in that monologue after she um after the maid tell, says that well, Rudace used to be really be, be really weird as a kid because he's wearing the underwear on her, his head, but. Like, he proved that he's actually a really nice guy, and so she's going to make her kid serve him forever. I thought it was more because she was just thankful that he saved them from being thrown out. Yeah. But <laughs> I mean, that's right. I guess. But yeah, the service is upcoming. My pick for best girl would be pretty simple. It's just Roxy. She's, I think, easily the most interesting of the characters. She has a backstory. There's some interesting implications about the fact that what she tells Rudeus about the Speard is just, like, completely, utterly false. Um, it, she has the benefit of years on the heiress and and Sophia, um, you know, from, from having lived a long time. And she is not... <laughs> instead of being married to a creep, like a, a total creep, she is only tutoring a total creep. Who I might add is yeah. like that dude she's tutoring, the noble kid. Like he is terrible. He is just the worst. I mean, what we've seen, yeah, he's a scumbag, also. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's also the only one who is Gurdias's age. No, she. Well, how old did he say he was when he died? <laughs> I thought he was like in his thirties, and now he's okay. 10. She's older than him, yeah, right? Because she's 40s, oh yeah. yeah, with the additional so thirty years plus 10, of him in this new world. Yeah, yeah. they're the same age. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm interested in her. I do think she's a great character. Uh, and I, I like that we have seen where she came from in the most recent episodes, right? But what about you, Draggle? Who's your favorite girl? I like them all, but I, I'll, I'll go <laughs> with, I'll go with Eris just to be, uh, how do you say? Disagreeable. <laughs> Contrarian. May you be blessed with a girl just like Eris in your future. Oh, God, please no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, are you sure? Are you sure she's best girl? And do you want that kind of woman in your life? Wait, so uh, best girl doesn't mean that you want to marry her personally. It just means oh, okay. you like her best in the show. I see, I see. I would never marry her. Yeah, she's very entertaining. She She punches things. I mean, she's that stereotypical, they had to take the redheaded character and make her, like, the vivacious character, right? Yeah, the Sindari. Yes. And, like, that whole handling of her when she was younger, right? Trying to get her to agree to be tutored with the fake kidnapping. Like, that was all horrible. That was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> like, just unbelievably terrible. Like, he, he convinces the father to kidnap her, and they get kidnapped for real, and she, like, gets really badly beaten. And apparently, like, fan artists <laughs> yeah. love this on Pixar. I mean, you can make the excuse that this was unintended, right? He did not intend for her to get beaten like that. But still, like, there is a trauma that comes with being kidnapped, Absolutely. right? Like, yeah. how is he going to own up to that kind of trauma that she could have had? And then the very real trauma, physical trauma that she went through. Yeah, it's like the trauma that Rudeas went through by being sexually humiliated in front of the school. Like, it's not something you just forget. It's... Right, well, you know, permanent. Like, you can't heal that away. But they kind of just brush it off, don't they? And it's not really brought up again after that. Right. Yeah. Well, except except that she promises, like, to, to act better because he threatens to abandon her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that teaches her a lesson. Yeah, that was pretty fucked up. <laughs> but I, th I think she's become a little bit more endearing as we've seen her get older. But she's still a brat, Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> They're all brats. What are you talking about? Oh, how could I forget Best Girl? I really like the Beast Woman. Oh, What's Gislaine. her name? Gislaine. Yes. 
She's cool. So I like her personality, but her design really drives me crazy, especially the like the crazy chuny eye that she is hiding beneath her eye patch. Like, oh yeah, like she just needs to cut out the thong and the like tube top. Like, if, if she's wearing normal <laughs> clothing, I think I would like her much more because she actually is like she has the, she has the background. She doesn't have any like weird attachments. In fact, she's nice to Eris, even when Eris doesn't always deserve it. She knows how to handle the father, right? Yeah. Um, because she also has that past history with uh, Paul. <laughs> and she has like a mini training arc where she's like learning how to how to do math. And she's like teaching Eris and, and uh, Rudeus right. swordsmanship, which is something that Rudeus doesn't really get from the other two. Like she, he doesn't learn a lot from, from the, either of those two. Right. But... I, I do agree that she's obviously dressed by a male. Yeah. <laughs> I don't th- I don't know. I guess you could argue that she doesn't feel like she needs the trappings of more clothing. Perhaps that is more limiting. But I also feel like that's an argument made like, from her creator so that he can just make her look like eye candy. <laughs> I think it'd be... I think if uh, Mushiko Tensei were less like interested in sex all the time, it, the design would be inter- <laughs> more interesting. Because if it was very conservative, you know, she'd be playing against type. It'd be the Beast Woman has trouble fitting into society with you know her her tribal gear or whatever. It's like okay, that's right. fine. Instead, it's just right. like okay, so the so the entire Grey Rat family has a fetish for animal eared women, and <laughs> yes. this is kind of weird. <laughs> that's very weird. I also like Grudgeard. Uh, I think he's pretty cute. Oh, the speared. By the way, yeah. super like the name is spelled super D S U P E R D, and that is like I, I did not know how to pronounce that name until they actually said it. Because of course, how, how do they say it? Like spurred or super? Like spurred. I can't speared. even like because their whole gimmick is that they have these magic spears, and the spears got replaced by. Oh, I guess that's true. So uh, that's how oh, it actually should. So be. it's like a spear. Yeah. Right. Right. I didn't think about that. I didn't realize that. In Japanese, you know, it'd be a very clever pun because it's a foreign language spear. Right. Whereas for us, it's, you know, it's... Like a little less obvious. I do think he's a really interesting character. And I'm I'm glad that Rudeus was able to, like, look past that and accept him. So I'm looking forward to seeing where that goes for the remaining episodes. Although I think, how many episodes does this show even have left? Two more episodes this season, but it's coming back in July, in summer. Mm. Wait, they already announced. They already announced. It's going to be two two cores okay. minimum. That's good, because I was like, I don't see how they can end it in two episodes. Yes, definitely. The adventure begins at this point, or yeah. the adventure continues, I guess. Just to kind of wrap up, there's a couple controversies that occurred around Mushoku Tensei recently. The first one was on the Chinese streaming site Bilibili, where a, a Chinese streamer criticized the work. And the as a result of that, not only was there backlash against him, there was backlash against Mushoku Tensei itself as the advertisers began, some advertisers began pulling out of Bilibili. Um, the second controversy that occurred that's kind of interesting is that it was revealed that there was a lot of cut several important pieces of cut content from the English light novels of Mushoku Tensei. For example, uh, the barn scene was completely written so that Rudeus is going to put a blanket over uh, Eris instead of trying to assault her. Uh, Paul is no longer a rapist and various backstories were rewritten to avoid this. Uh, Additionally, there were some cuts about suicide and slavery much later on. And so there's been kind of a question about how these changes occurred, what editorial decision-making process was used to remove them. Uh, it's kind of an evolving situation. It seems reasonable to me. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> I'm kind of curious, though, about each of these issues, because what exactly was the Chinese streamer, what was he critiquing? Uh, he was critiquing the fact that 
only lowbrow, not really lowbrow, but unaccompl- I think unaccomplished people and other neats would like this show. It's it, he's just kind of a a bomb thrower, so to, metaphorically speaking, someone who likes to cause well, trouble. I, that's just his opinion of the show, right? So I don't understand why there would be backlash, serious backlash against him for his opinion of this work of art or you know this piece. Well, the fans really seem to like Mushoku Tensei. Certainly, people who I mean, it, it people who like it seem to call it things like uh, the grandfather of all isekai and really seems to think it's an influential work so it has a very devoted uh fan base i think it is an influential work i would say uh the streamer is probably right but (laughs) 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 okay i hope we don't get uh get backlashed and then you said women objected to the content and like what was banned in mass the the work or uh, the, the users were banned on mass because they were I, I think it was for trolling the women users yeah, or the women users because they were objecting to the treatment of women in the the show oh interesting so it is on the billy billy still or billy billy yeah the streaming site oh interesting lots of things happening around mushoku tensei and we're only uh, how do you even it. know about all this stuff I, I've been reading a lot <laughs> it, it pops up in the news a lot every time I try and step away it pulls me back in yeah huh. <laughs> Interesting. All right, and my final thing is about the Seven Seas. That's a publisher, right? That's right. So you're talking about like the English, the English licensing of this sh- work, right? When the English license, when the English light novels were published, this content had been rewritten or was missing, and no one really wow. realized it until much later when the show started airing, and readers started complaining that well, there were so many changes from the anime or from the light novel to the anime, even though it was actually changes made from the Japanese light novel to the English light novel. Huh. Some people have way too much time on their hands to <laughs> complain about things. Well, no, I mean, that's understandable, that confusion, right? Like, if you are familiar with what you think is the source material, when in fact, your source material was also changed significantly in the translation, right? I, I guess I should just look down on them since I read the, the web novel. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, your web novel, though, like... The light novel. Is that in uh, Japanese or in English? And who translated it? Uh, I think it was, like, translated by Google or something. That's why it <laughs> oh was <my> so <laughs> illegible. It really does raise questions, though, about what kind of process we have to make sure that we're getting accurate translations. Because all we have to really go on for English readers is what the official publishers are saying. And if it turns out that there are inaccuracies or changes being made without at least telling us, that calls into question the whole product that we're getting. I mean, like, any translation will never be the same as the original, right? Yeah, that's true to a a certain extent, but to, like, do massive cuts to where you're removing, like, actual sections as opposed to just translating it differently. Honestly, from having read the web novel... Sounds like an improvement. <laughs> it probably is, to be honest. I don't think we ever need to see Rudeus and Eris in that barn again. Ah. Uh, uh. <laughs> Tune in again to Kaiseki MMA Podcast two weeks from now. Please feel free to send us questions or comments on Twitter with hashtag Kaiseki Anime Podcast or on our individual accounts at Dragle underscore Coon and at Anime BMB. You can also find me on Twitter at Heelton1. H Y O T O N 1 on Twitter. Thanks again for having me on. Thanks again for joining us, Yotan. This is review us on Apple Podcasts so we can continue to grind and improve. You can also find us on Google Play and Spotify. Thanks for listening. See you next time.